Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast, episode 70 titled Back on Track. Not only is the podcast back on track, we're uh, getting into some sort of rhythm after what was a very long Christmas period, uh, but also the Wanderers are looking to get back on track with a, a, a solid three points against Cheltenham at home last night. Uh, let us know in the it. chat how you're all doing. We're uh, looking forward to getting stuck into this one. Uh, but... Suppose whilst we uh, welcome you all in, we'll get stuck into our post-match reactions. So, as I said, a very warm welcome to you all this evening. Of course, joined by Chris, Colin, and myself. How are we both doing this evening, Chris? How are you? How are you, mate? Splendid, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Colin, how are you, mate? Good. Yeah, can't complain. Uh, Three-point podcast and all that. Um, what's not to enjoy? What's not Goodness. to love? Um, Absolutely. Brandon's comment, 19,000 in the chat. You'll never sing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, brilliant. Oh, anyway, what do we make of the game then, folks? Let us know in the chat. Uh, get your comments in. What did you make of the game and, and the result as a whole? It, was a, uh, it wasn't our best performance by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, three points is three points at the end of the day. Chris, what did you make of the game? About that, really, wasn't it? I've just watched... Um, I pay me 17p a day for Wanderers TV, and... Um, I just watched Inside Match Day before coming on, on air. Um, obviously, I was at the ground, so I could tell for myself how, how windy it was because I was there. But I think it, if anybody's watched it, it was horrendous. The conditions were horrendous. Um, you can hear it on the microphone on Inside Match Day, and you can see it. The camera's like vibrating almost with the wind. Um, and I just thought that Cheltenham um, adapted better to that than we did. We look, yeah, we look below. We look, we look below par. But, but caveat that with takes a lot of balls to have a performance like we did at Ori on Saturday and come back immediately a couple of days after and get a win against the team that. Yeah. From time to time, we would struggle against in a, in conditions where we would always struggle. Um, but yeah, there's still still you know not going to sugarcoat it. There were some concerns around the performance, um, energy levels, passing accuracy, bending. Um, I thought at times was um, not great, um, but. Big Vic, silence the doubters. With a once again quality finish. I mean, I think I saw somebody mention that he missed the sitter before it. It wasn't an easy, a fairly easy chance. He seems to be clear through on goal. But outside of that, I don't recall any other chances of note for Vic. So 
a one in two strike rate. Yeah, I'll take that. League one. Absolutely. Oh. He's uh, certainly improved tremendously in the last maybe month or two. Well, Luton, I just, I think, um, was the peak of that. Can I just say, um, and I'm going to name drop now, I did a bit on Radio Manchester on Saturday with Super John. Uh, he knows a little bit about scoring goals for Bolton, let's, let's face it. Um, so I think you need to realise that aside from six months at Burton and since the time that he's been with us, that prior to that, Victor Adebayo, whilst at Barnsley and so on, prior to that, was a winger. Right, so okay. I think you need to take that into account a little bit in the sense that he's not, time served sent forward he's not been doing it for long so when you talk about how he's how he's improved you've got to look at where he's come from um and yeah his improvement is is phenomenal i think Suchi's just mentioned something which is quite interesting that vickers seem seemingly like if you look at an improvement curve, he's gone like that and Dion's gone like that. But that's what happens with a front two, such really, doesn't it? You you get one who's prolific, unless you're talking about Dwight York and Andy Cole and Alan Shearer and Chris Sutton, who used to score regularly, each of them. Um, well, you, get... you need that, though, especially at this level. You need to be able to have one that can pick up the graph when the other one, one isn't firing on all cylinders. We had it last season where we didn't have that, especially when Dion went out and Dion was, was forced to, to do all the, the legwork mm. to and get the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, fair credit to him, he did it, but we, we struggled at times. So it's, it's, it's nice to see that we've got two strikers that are looking pretty good and one can pick up if the other one's just Dion will, Dion's not going away you know what I mean he, he, I, I'd imagine well, buddy, I don't say that no he's doing no one uh, I'd imagine he'll be back on the on the score sheet next game yeah Carlisle away Saturday yeah, he's, uh, he's never out of the action for long, is he? Uh, Colin, what did you make of the way Cheltenham lined up and played? What did you think of their performance against us? Do you think it was a well-executed game plan or do you just think we weren't up to our best? Or do you think it's a bit of both? Yeah, no, definitely the latter. I think it was a, a mixture of the two. Um, despite that, you have to give them a lot of credit. I thought they were really, really, really impressive. I thought they, mm. they won a lot of the 50-50s. I thought they tried the very best to execute the game plan and did a pretty good job. I thought they were unlucky. I think you you might say that that goal that they got is offside. Is it onside? I think it's a tight one. I think it's just about the right decision. But like League One coverage, you don't really get the best coverage here. So it's always hard to tell kind of, you know, the angles and stuff like that. But from what you can see, I think it's just, by the letter, I think it's just offside. Um, I thought they were really good. Like I said, I was very impressed with them, especially the fullback. I thought they used the wings pretty well. Um, they were high intensity. You can tell they had a rest. You could tell yeah. they had a rest. I think that contributed to the to the situation. Um, they looked a lot fresher. 
but they wanted it, and then that's generally what happens in it when teams rock up to our place. They want to they want to play well. They want to play above themselves, and and I think they certainly did that. I think if they carry if they play like that for the rest of the season, I think they'll survive, and I oh, think they deserve to. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. It's it was certainly when you when you look at the game and and the way that they played, it's not a team that you would put at twenty second place in in the table. Uh, I thought they were they showed glimpses of of promise, and I mean the goal that they had that was offside was a really well worked set piece. Uh, and actually, it feels weird saying this, but a great call it seems like from the uh, from the officials. Uh, but, yeah. but I think if it was the other way around, we'd be we'd be furious, wouldn't we? If it was the other way around. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it, it, yeah. you know, in summary, it's the right decision, but they flutes it. Mm. Yeah, it was a, to a, add, a large to add, guesswork. Yeah, to add to to that last night, I walked out of that stadium, and this might sound like a ludicrous thing to say given the performance because we were we were awful. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. Um, but I was actually really happy, and I were, I was pretty ecstatic actually, deep down because we simply don't win that game last season and mm. I know it's a bit of a cliche but we've got well, we seem to have the ingredients to to get promoted this season by winning them type of games because we simply wouldn't we may not have lost but we, we certainly wouldn't have won that last last season uh, and seasons mm. prior so I was really 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 pleased in that sense um, yes we need a bit of um support in, in in the transfer market we need some players in but they need to be the right players we can't just sign players for sake of signing players because we've got a couple of injuries and stuff they need to be the right players and i have absolutely no doubt these players when we do get them be it one two or three uh will be perfect for us because you know the, the guys have got a really good track record of doing that haven't they um but yeah i was really really pleased walking at the ground because that's it's a sign to me it's a sign of a team that's going places yeah Absolutely. Going back to uh, have we got it, isn't it? I know it's different every week, but a big part of it mm. is like is people beside on going. People beside on going. Watching that last night, you're ecstatic. But hopefully, I've explained myself as to the reasons why. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. points. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was uh, Wanderers took all three points, which closes that gap to the top two currently in front of us. Uh, and obviously, as you will all know, if we win our games in hand, then that gives us the opportunity to go top of the league with a little bit of leeway. So up next is uh, is Carlisle. But before we jump on that, we will dissect our fan zone man of the match. And unfortunately, Ange isn't with us tonight. So, Chris, do you fancy doing it? Yeah, why not? Go for it. Right, who's your man of the match? There you go, done it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you don't have to complicate, do you? Go on, Benny. For you, who was last night's man of the match? And obviously, um, find us if you could drop your names in the chat as per. Indeed, indeed. I think for me, it's a toss up between Vic and Baxter. Uh, you know, there were large spells of the game where Baxter didn't have too much to do, but then when he was called upon, he did. And there was little flurries where he made, you know, one, two, three saves at a time. Um, so, yeah, I think Baxter, for me, takes it. I thought Vic did well, played quite well, and obviously got his goal to uh, 
you know get get his tally up there. But for me, Baxter, I thought he uh, he had a blinder. Some of his distribution towards the latter stages of the game was a little bit wayward. Right. Um, I'm not surprised that we we noticed that the wind changed direction yeah. <laughs> completely. Like there was a, yeah. there was one point when the flag in the what would it be the south east was flat yeah. on the pitch it was, it, was, it was madness it completely changed direction um sorry yeah, yeah weird one so yeah for me nathan baxter gets my vote <laughs> yeah and colin um i think he after his recent performances and I know he gets a lot of stick for not being as prolific as as with as his strike partner, but I think uh, Victor deserved a goal uh, from his yeah. recent performances. Uh, and I thought he played extraordinarily well last night um, in testing conditions, um, not only from a goalkeeper but from a, a forward perspective as well. Really tough that um, to play against not only the conditions but a team that has qu- quite clearly rested and. Against a very experienced centre half in Curtis, is Curtis, Curtis Davis as well, who yeah, yeah. seen you know being seen there, done it, got the t-shirt, very good in the air. I thought he was very, very good back. It was back to goal like last night, um, and he, as he has been over the last few weeks, and, and he took the goal very well. It's a goal that, or it's an opportunity or a chance that's very difficult to take. There's a lot of time to think about it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I got to say. Um, Oh, you froze then, Cole. You left us in suspenders then. So again, you going for Vic? No, to Vic. Vic, absolutely. Yeah, you, fro- yeah. you, you completely froze, mate. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. So. Sorry, my bad. Your internet. No, no, I'm not. Uh, right. So that leaves the casting vote to me, and um, unfortunately, it ain't gonna. Um, it ain't gonna. Uh, make the decision unfortunately because mine seemingly is completely out of left field uh not one person in the chat i don't think has mentioned it uh nope 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 and nope um my man of the match and this may come as i say a little bit from left field um george was randall williams Mm, right okay yeah, so, he played all right. Oh, Ke- Kelly, thank Kelly. you. Snap. Gary in. Um, I, just to give some reasoning behind that, obviously he he's missed a couple of games. He came on against Orion on Saturday. Wasn't great. Um, seemingly he's been suffering with, with a bit of flu uh, and whatnot. Um, and I thought he came back and showed us what we missed. Um, there's, there are deficits to his game, and I've seen people saying that our, both our wing backs should be replaced because they're rubbish or worse than effect. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it in terms of how we play and how we set up and how we succeed as a team. I think they do a good job. Could they be better? Yeah, of course they could. Do they do well? I think they do. Um, but I thought Randall was excellent last night. So, the, my only the gripe time, with him, Chris, yeah, my only gripe with him is is is, is 
lack of commitment in challenges. There's, and that, yeah. that really grinds on me with him. I think that what the, the thing that I agree with that, and I also agree with the fact that whether it's down to him and the runs he makes or whether it's the way that we move into the final third, Honest thought it once last night where we played played it over the top and passed the last line and basically just put it into space and let him run into it. We very rarely do that. And we did it once last night in the second half. And he absolutely left he absolutely left the, the defender for in his wake. It, it was, yeah, yeah. It was uh it was long. Uh, I don't know his first name, but I remember the incident really well. And he absolutely dusted him. Yeah, and it's it's like, hang on a minute. He's obviously got the ability to do it. He's obviously got the pace to do it. Why don't we do it more? I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not well versed enough in the tactical nuances and technical nuances of how we play, but it just seems like a bit of a waste, like his long throws. He's started to use more. I think somebody's just mentioned that. Uh, David, thank you. You mentioned these starts to use. I think last night was a great night to use it because yeah. get it off the wind. There was a Chris bag that went past our head that ended up in Little Alton. So um, I think yeah, it's a, it is a, a a good weapon to utilize. Um, so indeed, oh, oh Collins, Collins, Collins left us. He's uh, he's decided he don't want to be here for this evening's episode. The uh, the general consensus in the chat is that um, I mean it's between Baxter and Vic. Uh, yeah. Malk has gone for Baxter along with a couple of others. Uh, a few new faces in here this evening as well. Actually, yeah, I noticed um, that. Andy on Facebook, thanks for tuning in, mate. And Will, who's watching live on X, thank you very much for joining us. But the general consensus for Man of the Match is that Vic and uh, and Baxter are our Man of the Matches. However, still doesn't uh, still doesn't give us a definitive. So uh, it's going to be a poll then, I think. Yeah, it's or a poll. Uh, seems that way. We want to choose. A poll, poll. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to put that comment up. Uh, Chris, I don't think I don't think we've ever met, uh, but I've certainly met Suchi. Yeah, and, and I wasn't on the coach to Portsmouth, unfortunately, but I can I can envisage this scenario. Chris says, "Can I just say that Suchi held up our coach from Portsmouth because he wanted a burger, so he's not a Bolton fan anymore." Um, I can, yeah. I can probably, I can imagine that happening, to be honest with you. That's such it. Hey, up, here's Colin. Return of the, uh, return of the call. Your internet's shocking, mate. It's not my internet. Um, is it not? No, it's, this, is, this will be absolutely fine now. It's, Are you at the ground? <laughs> yeah. <Is that> <laughs> He's in his toilet. He's in his toilet. Oh, the classics. They're always the best ones, aren't they? Uh, oh. Anyway, let's get into our sponsor shout out, shall we?
We would, of course, like to say a huge shout out uh, and a thank you to our sponsors uh, for the 2023-24 season. Our headline sponsor, Eco Warm Windows, and our audio sponsors, uh, Sushma Snacks and BBS Window Blinds. Uh, absolutely fantastic people. If you want to find out more about any of our sponsors or look at some available sponsorship packages for the remainder of the season, then if you head over to our website, which is www.thefanzonepod.co.uk, then you can do exactly that. Unfortunately, we don't have a sponsor for IT and internet. However, if you would like to put your uh, case forward and give Cole a little bit of support, that would be massively appreciated. Then you can start the ground out when you finish with Cole. Yeah, absolutely. Cole, are you... uh, I don't uh, think you should uh, put up Colin? that comment from Chris, by the way. A comment from Chris. What are we looking at here? I wouldn't read it out either. Don't don't read it out loud. This is a family show. All right, yep. Well, uh, well, <laughs> well we're not that podcast. Colin, what? after Colin, can we uh, radio in for your pre-match presser? You certainly can, once I log into my laptop. Which we is can, the one we can only see... You can only see yeah. the side of your head, Colin. Some technical issues. You're just going to have to wait, bear with me, as you can tell. <laughs> Thank you. It is your favourite Bolton Wanderers podcast and the absolute utmost professionalism that comes with it each and every single week. You just can't be beat fair, it. Generally, I'm pretty on point. You know what I mean? It's just occasionally you have these technical glitches. This is the issue. Um, yeah, got a new laptop, playing up. I don't really know what Brandon's just. Uh, I think I think Brandon's at the nail on the head here. <laughs> but I think Colin's faking it because he prepared for Barnsley at home and he's avoiding the situation. <laughs> no, he has to begin, the thing is, it has to begin with this. If you're going to crack that job, Brandon, it has to begin with the C, doesn't it? Like, because that was the main issue that I had last time, weren't it? Can Ali eat? in Orient. Who knows which one's which? Uh, right. Are we? Uh... Any, more, any more funny jokes? No, no. Just just your picture in a minute. Why not? Crack it up. That one. So you'll have to let me know if you can't hear me. Because I think there's been a comment about the fact that you can't hear me very well, so I do apologise. Um, but obviously we play Carlisle United at the weekend. Um, won one in the last five in the league. Um, last game in the league, they lost uh, 2-1 at Barnsley. Um, which I think is quite a respectable scoreline, given the fact that they currently sit 23rd in Skybet League 1. Uh, of course, second bottom of the league. Uh, and they've not won since the 1st of January. Um, in terms of ourselves against Carlisle, uh, the fixture dates back to an FA Cup game back in 1931, which we won 1-0 uh, in January of that year. Um, Wanderers last uh, played them, of course, back in October and lost 3-1, but we won't speak much about that, I don't think. Um, last trip to Carlisle was, I think, the start of a bit of a resurgence, I think, as far as the team are concerned. Uh, we drew three all back 
in December of 2020 during the COVID times. I think it was Peter Kiosso. in League Two, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But Peter Kiosso scored late on, I think, and equalised mid. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Says That's um, the only yeah, so in terms of kind of key players, you've got Owen Moxon and Jordan Gibson, the best players according to SofaScore. Uh, Gibson was a lad who scored the hat trick against us when we played them at our place early on in the season. Oh. Um, so I am gonna stick my neck out on the line and say we'll win just, just at the weekend. Um, I can't see the chat because I'm on my iPad now, and yeah, whatever. But what about everybody in the chat, and what about you two? What you're expecting this weekend? Ooh, now we're talking. Does it, um, does, it, does it depend on whether we sign any, anybody this week or not? I think if we sign anyone, I can't see them being up to speed and available for uh, for Carlisle. I, uh, I'd be very surprised if someone could come in and, and hit the ground running with that you know, short period of time. Uh, I'm confident that we'll get a result. I don't think it'll be an easy game. I think Carlisle will make it pretty difficult. Um, but with any fortune, uh, we should be able to, to to take three points from there. I don't really think I'd be impressed or satisfied with a draw. I think three points is almost essential at this point. So for me, uh, hopeful of a win. And uh, I, think, I think we're in need of one. Before my laptop packed in, I've noticed in the chat that... Um, I can't remember who it was, but one of our listeners lives up in in Cumbria, and he was saying, Sochi. That, "Yeah, what is that? Sorry, I apologise, Sochi. No, uh, but they're they're well up for it, apparently. Um, which, with that in mind, if it is as big as a game as uh, alluding to, maybe a draw wouldn't be a bad result. Um, mm. Can we expect Carlos Mendes Gomez, Chris, to come into the frame at the weekend? Yeah, he'd be on the bench. Imagine you'd be on the bench. He's back tomorrow from Qatar. It's no, yeah. no great shape. That's the Asia Cup, you melon. I've caught you a couple of times saying that. The Asia Cup's in Qatar. This is in Ivory Coast, where he's just been. Is it? I didn't, yeah, I didn't want you said it. Oh, it's Of course it is. Yeah. I didn't want to correct you. Yeah, good point. There, you should pull me up on that. I mentioned it. I've, been, I've not watched any of it, to be honest well, with you. Yeah, I can tell. Not watched any of it. Absolutely no interest to me whatsoever. Even when it's our players who are playing in it. And that's how obscure and irrelevant it is to me. Um, yeah, but anyway, in, the same, in the same breath. Sure, he's going to be on the bench, isn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, prior to that, he's not really featured. The only reason he'd feature is the fact that Dempsey's looking unlikely to play. Um Thomason suspended, obviously. Um, something that is going to be part of fan focus, which is Paris Magoma. Um, what's going on there? Um, so, yeah, he'll definitely be on the bench. Um, in terms of players, like Ben said, if any anybody coming in in the next couple of days... New transfers, new signings. No, I don't doubt they'll feature. Um, one thing I wanted to ask if anybody knows is that we had a um, a trialist 
playing for the B team against Preston yesterday. I don't know if that's of any relevance or significance and anybody knows who it might be and if they are somebody we're looking at, you know. But I thought I'd throw Interesting. that. I thought the, I thought the trialist times have um, long gone. But no, God, no. No, not at all. Probably, you probably think that because obviously it's we've, we've only had a B team for about 18 months and obviously that's where they tend to appear. Um, but result wise on Saturday, I am going for a 2 1 Bolton win. Question yes. if we don't, if we don't win, given the fact that we've still got two games in hand over the teams above us, is it the worst thing in the world? Yeah, or, or is it absolutely critical that we? Win football matches now because we obviously want to get promoted. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm in that bracket. I think if we lose against Carlisle, that's six points. Obviously, a game against Leighton Orient and a game against Carlisle in relatively quick succession that we've that we could very well have chucked away because if we were at our best at Leighton Orient, we'd have won. Mm. And if we aren't at our best at Carlisle, they'll do exactly what they did to us at home. And I think. Whilst we've got this opportunity with those game in hands, games in hand on those above us, it's absolutely yeah. imperative that we win the other one, make them count. Yeah, I yeah. think um, I think he, he, I've seen his name pop up in the chat. BWSC seven one four, Mister Stats. Um, he alluded to what we've got left and where we're tracking on points per game and what gets you promotion and all that kind of stuff. And I think it realistically, we've probably only got four defeats left between now and the end of the season. Have we lost six so far, is it? Yes. Pretty sure it's six, isn't it? Which is pretty high, I think. I think, I mean, he'll know. Five or is it six? Let's have a a quick look. Unless anybody comes up with the answer before that. I'm sure somebody will. I'm sure the staff um, are more better than us, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. In terms of... The, the last six so far. Yeah, six defeats, yeah. In terms of teams that went up last season, did they, how many did they lose? Does anybody know that? Was a comparison? Not that it matters, because it's a different season, but... No. Uh, yeah, Plymouth lost seven, Ipswich lost four, Chef Wednesday lost six, and we lost 11. Mm. Okay, I mean it's a poor season, wasn't it? It's a poor division this season, isn't it? And I think that's that's obvious, isn't it? I think that and it was a freak season last season, wasn't it? In terms of points. Um, mm, interesting. I don't want to. I don't want to put the 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 shitters up people, so to speak, in terms of you know we've lost six games and comparing it to last season, but it's just relevant to the kind of conversation. Really. Yeah, I think. I mean. Who does have, have uh, anything to say about that, though? If you look at the opposite end of it, we've won the most games in the league so far, and we've still got two left to play on those mm. above us. So, I mean, we might That's have lost that. the most games, but we've won the most won games. So, yeah. I've got an interesting in a minute in fan focus on that. My word. If you were thinking of turning off, don't. Best not. Should we get stuck into it? Yeah, go on then.
Just before you start, Chris, I'm going to just let everyone in the chat now, everyone that's watching, these little segues that we come up with into each segment, about 1% of them are actually planned. And it actually surprises me when we sit here each week and we manage to, like, worm them in by saying certain things. It actually, well, we're actually all right at this, aren't we? It's not 1%, it's none. No, it's not. Or zero. Because we don't plan it. Obviously, we've got the, the mid-rolls and the, seg- like you say, the little segments, but we don't plan it. It's just natural. Just, just professionals, except when the internet packs in. Yeah. Or, you, uh, <laughs> or your, your laptop fails on you, or whatever's happened tonight with me. So, um, you'll notice a bit of a trend with fan focus that I'm leaning more towards these... Um, statistically relevant topics so there's a topic and then there's a nice slice of information at the end of it which kind of adds that level of credibility to it and i like that and tonight's topic well one of two is from benny the ball um and benny says this Whilst we can draw a degree of com, and this is relevant, sorry, just before I start, this is relevant to what we were saying about how many games we've won this season and how many games we've lost this season. Um, And I think also you need to remember last six games, we've won five and lost one before we start. Yeah. So whilst we can draw a degree of comfort from playing the fewest games overall, obviously with the games we have in hand, None of the other six contenders for promotion have played more home games than Bolton Wanderers. And neither have any of those six contenders played fewer games, five, against fellow promotion rivals than Bolton Wanderers. So whilst the number of games we've won is higher and obviously we've still got games in hand. Is it, is it skewed? Is it representative of the season? It's a really interesting point. Um, But the point he's making is have we got what it takes to last the course? Um, And I guess that leads also into the transfer window. Um, But I think it's a brilliant point that Benny, thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, can we discuss mm. are the figures skewed somewhat in our favour as we've played more home games and we've played less than our fellow promotion contenders and any of the others? To, to, ask, to add to that and, and stat people within the chat, and either of you two could possibly answer it before me, but have we lost more games at home or away this season? Anyone in the chat has got the answer? Would we'd love to know. Is it six we've lost? Is it three of each? I think I'm sure it's three of each. Mm, That's interesting. Reading or yeah, it is three of each. We've won ten at home, won seven away, drawn one at home, two away, and lost three of each. Yeah, it's a little little bit of a concern. That I'm not going to lie. I do think that. I think the reason why we've dropped points at late, I think we're missing Gethin Jones. I, I, I do. I agree I with that. Massively, defensively. 
Uh, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, and at the start of the season, he, he, he certainly weren't mine. Um, but he, he improved massively before before he went away, and hence the reason why he got in that squad. I think we're missing him huge, hugely. Um, and, and obviously, I think we'll add to the season. And I think, as well, it's important to realise that we all know the second half of the season, we, we are better than we are in the first, historically speaking. And I think that'll prevail again this season. So I'm I'm still pretty confident. I've got to admit, despite that 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 start. I think we're better in bigger games as well. That's another thing. Yeah. I, do think we're I must say games. I agree as well. Um if you look at Carlisle, if we beat Carlisle then the stats will look like we've played thirteen away as opposed to fourteen at home. And we'll have won eight as opposed to ten at home. Uh, taking our, our points total away to 26 points with obviously 31 coming from home games. So, I mean, we beat Carlisle. The stats don't look worlds away from each other. Uh, and although we may not have played, you know, our promotion rivals as frequently as other teams, right. uh, those, I'm... Who, who, are the, who are the promotion rivals? Do you get me? You just look at the league, don't you? It's going to be the top board. six. Yeah. No, but are they, are they much cop? <laughs> Do you get what I mean? I mean, without sounding like arrogant or whatever, Pompey didn't look too good against us until Dion missed that chance. Derby went away last night and lost to Reading. Obviously, mm. yeah, we're, so not, did we. we're, we're not the We've we're lost to Reading. We're not the best yeah. team. But I don't, I don't think they're that good. They're trying to compete with them. They'll probably say the same thing about us, to be fair. So it's a bit of a, bit of a free-for-all, in it, in a way? Yeah. It's interesting that I, I, the reason why I like that is because it it's supported with some really interesting stats that probably you just would not normally look at. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good one. It is a good one. Mm, so if I could encourage that, because I know we all get emotional and we all get stressed and stuff, and you want to say that. I don't know, Cameron Jerome should be shot or something like that. And I hate everybody who plays for Bolton and should all be sacked or whatever. I think if you just put some, you know, rationality around it and think about it logically like that, I think it, it makes things very, very interesting. But ultimately, we don't know and we won't know until the end of April, beginning of May, when... Absolutely. Another good point that's been put in the chat uh, from Ben, it says we kind of need to just play the games in hand and get the points on the board. Currently they're relying on the basis that we'll win those. But once the points are actually there, it's a better representation. And, you know, it's very, very true. We keep yeah. looking at those game in hands, games in hand as a given that we'll take the points and that we'll, you know, that we've got an advantage. But ultimately, if we don't win them, they count for nothing. Yeah. So... Uh, in reference to what you asked earlier, have to win them. About fatigue as well. You know, we're one as fatigued as everybody else, and we've got two more games to play. It's one of the games Barnsley away. Barnsley away and Cambridge away. Cambridge away. Yeah, you'd have to find away at Cambridge, wouldn't you? But Barnsley away is a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, have, you been, have you been to Cambridge the last couple of seasons watching Bolton, Colin? Because I'll tell you what, I'll take it for granted. Because no. we've been awful down there. And Dempsey got sent off at Cambridge last season. 
Um, yeah, but again, the majority of the time this season, we've won we've won them games that historically we've been poor, haven't we? So yeah, yeah, we 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 have turned a corner, but it's the old one, isn't it? Like I mean, if me anti had wheels, she'd be a motorbike and all that. But we'll have to wait and see. It's all speculation, and like you say, until you play those games, I'd rather have the points on the board. Thank you very much. I, in a way, though, I, I kind of like the thought of being the chaser over the one being chased. Well, we had that for a bit, didn't we? And we didn't really have to. It didn't last very long, did it? Distance, you get what I mean? Yeah. As long as you're within touching distance, I think, in a way, you, you're better off being the ones chasing, in my opinion. Mm. We'll see. We'll we'll see. see. We're hungry. There's uh, less opportunity for complacency. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. It's all, um, it, isn't it? it's all opinions. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the, the last point for this week um, focuses on current players and the transfer window. So everybody, basically. Um, and this comes from two people, uh, Daniel Buttery. I can't, sorry, Daniel, I can't not think of Biscuit Base when I hear your name, but yeah. Uh, and Andrew um, So thanks, guys, for your input. And thanks to everybody, as always. It's honestly going through and reading them is brilliant. It really is. It, it makes kind of, I don't know, sort of reset. I think you need to be more than two. Pardon? I think you need to be more than two as well, because I think people. Segment is a big. I was long. <laughs> Honestly, I, I could I could put I could put five up easily put every week into getting all of us, don't they? I just think people deserve that. Yeah, I think the, the challenge you've got is you, you'll get. I go through them and check back. You'll get elements of repetition as well, or yeah. things that are similar, and it's trying to keep it fresh. Um, yeah. So Daniel. Um, touches on obviously the fact the fact that we are squad wise pretty much threadbare at the moment um the fact that central defensive cover is required um yeah is obviously as we've already mentioned with the australian team will forrester is injured but where this is different is <laughs> as he quite rightly says and you look at it last night in a really, really tricky environment weather-wise and opposition-wise, if Toll, Santos or Idale are injured, where do we turn? Who comes in? You're looking at the uh, B team, aren't you? Yeah. A bit Eric Giaro. Yeah. That's, That's where we're at. That's the reality of it. And I think just putting it into perspective like that really highlights that there is, you know, we all, you think about, if you remember when we were in for, oh, what was his name? Australian, Bacchus, Piano Bacchus. And catch your mind back when there was a photograph of still doing the rounds on Twitter of, him being walked around the pitch with his agent and, a, <laughs> and, a, a, and an advisor or whoever it was when it weren't it were it were down on Lunderloo, wasn't it? Was it? 
Yeah, one of his mates, I think, or something. But the point I'm making is that that got back to the powers that be and it was very quickly nipped in the bud. So there was a, a, a you know, a, an embargo put on leaking transfer information, which used to be all over the place. Everybody was in the know, weren't bad, they? You know, you are. It got bad in the summer, didn't it? It was horrendous. It looked so amateurish. It's so unprofessional that, you know, at the end of the day, the, the clubs are doing internal business. They don't want all and sundry privy to that information. If you're doing it in the right way, obviously you get leaks here and there. That's what the media is all about. But the point I'm making is we're doing it professionally. Um, and there seemingly are irons in the fire. But aside from Niall Ennis... I don't know of any, and I don't mind admitting that. No, and uh, quite a uh, transfers. No, quite a few of the rumours that have been spouted around. I think Everett has, has come out in press conference and said there was never any interest no. in. I think the fellow who came from Luton on loan to yeah, Joe Taylor never linked. We were never yeah. in for him allegedly. I mean, I'm never sure interested. that managers say that to save face because we because Lincoln signed him on loan. Uh, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But I don't. I, I don't. I, I'm quite pleased with the fact that we don't know who we're signing, though. That's what I'm saying, Cole. That's what that's I'm saying. What, it it, it shows. Yeah, not. It at means all. our business is is shrewd. If every other club in the country isn't after the players that we're after, it means that the players that we are going in for have been thoughtfully picked out and you know scrutinised before a decision is made. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this. Speaking of segues, this segues into Andrew Ashworth's comment. Um, I don't want to say, I don't know how to say this without it sounding derogatory so to the players in question, so I'm just going to say it. So you think about our midfield, um, <laughs> David's comment saying that he'd love Luca Connell back here. Not half. Great timing, based on what I'm about to say, he David. Good, he? <laughs> say again. He's injured. Is he? He's bloody yeah. brilliant, though, isn't he? It's great. It, I, I, I've got no issue. I mean, what he did was what he did. He's a brilliant that. footballer. I don't, I don't get it. He did no. nothing wrong. We were it's funny, fight. isn't it? The treatment that he got as opposed to Dapo going over to Germany, which was yeah, yeah similar sort of instance, but for, for Luke, it was an even bigger move. Yeah, well, was, exactly. The Celtic are one of the biggest clubs in Europe for a start. Yeah, and we're in financial peril, so we have yeah. to leave, didn't it? Whether you're watching or not, <laughs> so I don't understand yeah. what the problem. I think is. He, I think his kind of rebuttal to that and the way that you know he's he's poked the bear a little bit and had a bit of a go at us. Obviously, when you think about the playoffs last season, there was a couple of digs on social media and bits and bobs, and when he came out, he got booed. But I think that just comes from the fact that. Pretty much the entire Bolton base, his fan base, has slagged him off since he mm -hmm. since he made what was an important career move for him. I don't get it. But anyway, let's anyway, not dwell on anyway. Barnsley's players. Um, yeah. Player, but let's think about... player, just one. One, yeah, well, yeah. Um, our midfield. So think about Sheen and Thomason this season and their progress, which has been phenomenal. Um so pleasing in different ways, obviously, with Thomason being so young. Um, 
and obviously Bristol City coming in from him in August and him deciding against it, it's worked out really well for him. I'd probably say, I don't know, he's doubled in value. I reckon he's worth at least two million quid. Without, so, yeah. yeah, without hesitation, I'd say if he that. carries on, if he carries on playing the way he's doing this season, yeah, I'd say at the end of the oh, season, yeah. I'll be his mark without question. Um, and Josh Sheen, obviously, after what was a horrendous injury, he's come back, and I think it gives hope to Jono with his ACL that what can be achieved. Um, yep. but there's always a downside. Um, we've mentioned it before, Aaron Morley. Um, and also now you can add into that mix Paris Magoma, really. That mm. I know we've got we've got some tired legs and we've got some low confidence, and I don't want to, you know, to really sort of hang these players out to dry. It might be seen as a positive that there will be a. A, a return to form and it would just be at the right time but what do you think about those two I mean I thought Magoma was particularly poor last night in comparison to what he's done I think, in pre previous I games think with, with, with players it's important to, to re recognise I think we all to recognise this that especially the way that we 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 rotate not all, not all players are, are happy with that they want, mm. a lot of players are want to be playing and starting week in, week out. Yeah. I think that stagnated um, Aaron Morley, in my opinion. I think that's why his, his, his progression hasn't been what Thomason's has been, for example. But with Paris, and I might be completely wrong with this, and I'm sure I'll get ridiculed if, if, if people disagree, um, but he is by far, technically, our best footballer. That's who, sorry. Paris, technically, yeah. is our best footballer by yeah. some distance. He's got so much technical ability. He's got mm. so much awareness. He's got so, such a good understanding of what's going on offensively as well defensively. I think sometimes with him, and again, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but he's one or two steps ahead of the players. So it makes it's, him it makes him look poor in certain situations. Yeah, and it happens all the time. I, I agree wrong, with that. Don't get yeah. me wrong. The situations where his attitude isn't quite right, and the one that stands out for me was away at Accrington, because a few days prior to that, he was the best player on the pitch in the first half against the Premier League side, and then a couple of days later, we go away to Accrington. He's moping around the pitch. He quite clearly don't want to be there. He's giving the ball away. And it makes him it makes him look look crap, doesn't it? At the end of the day, mm. but I genuinely feel that he, he technically and at the levels he's he's well well above yeah. League One standard in my I opinion. Think, I think when you talk about both Marley and Magoma, um, I think that's what makes it more frustrating. The fact that you know that it's there, you know it's. If it was a player, you thought you're not really up to it anyway. So I'm not really bothered. I mean, you're not even going to feature in conversation. I think both mm. of them do warrant conversation because both of them are immensely talented footballers and we've seen it for ourselves. I think somebody, I think it's David Jones, yeah, mentioned in there. Prior to that, Vintage White, Radix Lex, I mentioned the fact that Montgomery is 
clearly a good player. And we see some comments. I can't. I've not got. And so, please. So, Radic Selectite, Magoma has Defo got talent. It's without question, and there's loads of people who who, who share that. Um, but it's this point here from Davy Jones. Davis says Paris can't work his magic if the others are off it by a yard, and I. I, I agree with yeah. that. That has a big factor in that. And we've said it before that because of how Ebert sets the team up to play, how technical it is, and that if one part of that sort of technical map or that, you know, cog in the machine isn't functioning, it, it all falls to bits. Um, and I, I agree with that, David, that it's having an effect on him. And I think he's seeing a decline in confidence around him and maybe fatigue, and that's affecting his game. It's a really interesting so it's always, it's always going to be a combination of a, of a number of different things in it, I think. Form, yeah. you know, like you say, tiredness, players around him that aren't performing to the level that, that, that he needs, you know. Um, but with Aaron Moll, I do think it's it's the fact that he needs to be playing. And I think when yeah. he was playing week in, week out, before we started the rotation... He was one of our better players. Yeah. I've just yeah. brought up a comment from another regular BWFC 714. Um, yeah, I, I, the reason why I brought this up, the comment is seen ridiculous comments today saying that the Goma loan has been worse than short tyre last season. Um, I brought that up because I've seen the same. And, and wow. I mean, madness. I mean, you just got to put it. You just got to put it down to people being reactionary, don't you? Really, that's hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, Chola, whilst you know, it is without question a talented player, and I'm sure he'll go on to do big things. That he had two standout games with us, and that was away at Charlton, away at Peterborough, um, and that was it. Uh, Paris, up until the last couple of games, has been excellent. Um, You've got to consider that at the levels that they've played at, um, obviously Paris has played in the lower league, which is slightly different to short tie, but they're not used to playing these, you know, these physical games against the Cheltenhams of this world who are in your face. They're not used to that. Um, so it's a whole new dimension of football for these lads. And also the, the fact that they've got that for the first time in, in his career, Paris, he's got that pressure on him as well to perform. Yeah. You know, as a young player, that's that's sometimes difficult for for players to to rise to. Um, yeah, but I think it's been great me this season. It's just he's brilliant. Of, he's, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, he's had a couple of bad games, but bloody hell, I love the lad. I think he's I think he's going to have a great career. Yeah, yeah. oh, he is. Yeah. he is. He is. I love it to be with us in the championship, but I mean, yeah, we'll have to see what. And you know, doing. you know full well that if he if he is. With us in the championship, that his game will improve, yeah. um, and you know he'll be able to mix it up, playing a completely different type of opposition. So, but anyway, but I just thought that they are. I mean, the points that we've touched on before, but I think putting a different spin on them like that has been was quite interesting. So, thank you to Daniel and Andrew for that, and thank you also to Benny the Ball for the first one. Yeah, cracking them. Absolutely. 
And that rounds off this evening's Fan Zone Fan Focus. And of course, with that, brings a close to this evening's episode. Back on track, the Fan Zone Pod, episode 70. A very massive thank you to each and every one of you who has been with us in the chat this evening. All your contributions are unbelievably appreciated. Your support goes a really, really long way. And if you are listening back on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, thank you very much for listening. If you want to get involved with the live shows, head over to our socials and you'll find out everything you need to know. But until the next time, take care and we will see you later, hopefully with another three-point podcast. See you all at Carlisle. Come on, you whites.